0: Greetings, and it's meeting time, and to our new listeners, welcome. Let me reiterate the vision, mission, and theme of Christian with Secret Addictions. Our meeting consists of yours truly and special guests. We share our experience, strength, hope of recovering healing from any type of addictive or fractured lifestyle. Our solution is spiritual in nature. Our vision is to carry this message of salvation and recovery to anyone, the addict the lost soul, or the loved ones suffering because of addiction in your environment. This is a family disease. Our miracle of healing was birthed by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior and implementing a set of spiritual principles interwoven into our lives, and they're known as the 12 steps of recovery, and they're found all throughout Scripture. Don't be concerned if you've missed any of our meetings. These life-changing principles never end, and we'll be returning to the previous steps again and again. And our podcast contains past meetings and steps, and you can find our podcast on various platforms. Just search Christians with Secret Addictions Podcast. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe. Now, those of us in recovery were drawn to this program because of the wreckage of our past. We were enslaved by a sinful, demonic disease called addiction. We were hurting people, and we were hurting ourselves, and we were dying a slow death. And we just wanted our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual pain to stop. Are you living with wreckage in your past? Are you in pain? Are you hurting? Are you hurting other people? Are you unable to stop doing that which is destroying your life? Well, we have a solution for you. That's by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior and apply these 12 biblical principles found all throughout the Bible. Listen, infusing these 12 steps to our lives created a spiritual awakening in our souls, bringing us closer to our Savior. And freedom from this living hell of addiction. And at this stage of our lives, we are eager to share this good news with you. So let's start. I'm going to introduce the 12th step of recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry the message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. Carrying the message and helping others is the foundational stone of our recovery. Recovery literature suggests the only way to keep what we have is to share our new way of life with others. And now we make ourselves available as God's tool to share this recovery with those who seek it. These 12 principles are instruments of God, giving us the ability to help those caught up in the bondage of addiction. This is called service work. We're serving God by carrying this message to the addict who still suffers. In Matthew 25, 40, Jesus teaches, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for them, you did for me. Jesus always identified himself with those that suffer, and he's teaching us to follow his example and be cognizant of the needs of others. Carrying this message gifts us with the opportunity to be Christ-like, revealing the miracles of God's power of hope, transformation and healing through these biblical teaching. This principle allows us to share our testimony that through God's grace and mercy and our commitment to work these steps, we have had a spiritual experience, a spiritual awakening. And I have to tell you, for me personally, it sure didn't start that way. I, too, was a lost soul, rebelling against this God of the Bible, creating my own little kingdom of gambling, alcohol, and drugs. I thought I was in control of my life, but year after year, I'd fall deeper into the abyss of Satan's control, being bombarded by his weapons of mass destruction, and that's the disease of addiction. Existing in disobedience to God, I suffered the bitter consequences of this sinful lifestyle. And as I wandered away from this living God, I wandered deeper into the darkness of Satan's bondage. I was a prisoner to Satan, condemned to his servitude for over 35 years. And I trekked through the wasteland of hopelessness and helplessness, a spiritual, dry, desert void of the living water, Jesus Christ. But thankfully... God is inexhaustible in his grace and mercy. And when we come to the Lord with a repentant heart, when we come to our senses and ask for deliverance, God shows up. He forgave me, and he'll forgive you. He helped me, and he'll help you escape from this bondage of addiction. Let me say this, my friends. My existence into this abyss of addiction wasn't unique, nor is yours. My restoration to wholeness wasn't unique, nor will yours be. You see, God is in the business of taking sinful, broken people and restoring them to wholeness. In Psalm 107, the psalmist cited historical events of people living in disobedience, suffering from heavy penalties from their rebellion. These were his people. Eventually, they came to their senses. They cried out in confession, and God brought them back into the place of blessing. Verse 4 through 9 alludes to Israel's 40-year trek through the wilderness. They were lost, hungry, thirsty, discouraged, and disheartened. They cried out to the Lord. He led them to the promised land where they could finally feel that they were home at last. Let me read this for you. Some were wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless, hungry and thirsty. They nearly died. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. In verse 10 through 16, we learn of Israel's 70 years of captivity to Babylon. And because of their rebellion, they were sent off into exile, They lived in a strange place, a strange culture. They lost their identity while under control of this king of Babylon, crushed and beaten by hard labor. They finally cried out to the Lord, and he saved them from the land of darkness and broke their chains of captivity. Some sat in darkness and deep gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. They rebelled against the word of God. And that's why he broke them with hard labor. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Amen? I don't know about you, but to me, these historical events— Are synonymous with addiction you see we live in exile we exist in a strange place a strange culture being controlled by far worse than a king but by Satan himself and thankfully as with Israel God has redeemed me from this control of the evil one he put people on my left life that led me out of the pain hurt and darkness I was feeling they carried the message of hope and healing by encouraging me to go to treatment. And then they attended recovery meetings with me and journeyed with me through these 12 steps of recovery. And with God's intervention, the wicked kingdom I created has been replaced by his kingdom. I've returned from the exile of bondage to my homeland of healing and freedom. And I meet with you today with over 27 years of recovery enough about me. Let's talk about you. Christian recovery literature calls this 12th principle the missional life. And once again, in this phase of our recovery, we go from being entirely focused on our healing journey to being focused on others, on you, on your journey, and on your well-being. In Psalm 107, verse 2, the psalmist pens, has the Lord redeemed you, then speak out. Listen, we're not here to preach, but to share our life-giving message. And if you're existing with pain from your secret addictions, if you're existing in a wasteland of darkness, feeling guilt, shame, hopeless, and helpless, I'm speaking out through these airways to let you know that we existed in the same darkness of addiction. But we found a way out of this abyss, and we encourage you to join us on this journey of transformation by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Seek out 12-step recovery meetings and apply these biblical principles, these 12 steps to recovery to your life. And I promise you, you too will recover. This transformation awaiting for all of us is beautifully captured in Titus 3, verses 3 through 5. Let me go there. Once we, too, were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us new birth, new life through the Holy Spirit. And he poured this spirit upon us through Christ our Savior. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Amen. You see, as I said before, you're not unique. We've been there. We've done that. We too were foolish and disobedient, slaves to Satan weapons of this obsession and compulsion that you're going through. But God delivered us from this through his son, Jesus Christ. Our restored lives display God's grace and mercy as we ingest these spiritual principles into our souls. I'm speaking out to you. No matter how terrible your sins are, God is waiting to forgive and transform you. But God knows you can't do this alone. In Genesis 2.18, he said it's not good for man to be alone. So he provides the power of the Holy Spirit, the direction, meetings, the instructions, the 12 steps, and support. He'll put people in your life that will travel with you into your promised land. We're here for you. Folks, that's why we're here. And I speak out to you. For those that have ears to hear, why not join us on this wonderful journey of freedom? Amen. Next week, we're going to keep going with this 12-step and reference Luke 10, verses 30 through 37